Hello and welcome to the Cape Shit Corner. I'm your host, Adil Does Movies, and with me is introduce yourself, sir. Uh it's Derek Woods, baby. Hello. Hello. Mm-hmm. Who who are you, Derek Woods? What do you do? What are you I, making? Uh, I am the director and writer of the amazing Spider-Man 3 fan film that's coming out someday. Yeah, someday. <laughs> It'll be out before we're old. Obviously. It's going to come out when we both die. It's going to come out in like 3019 or some crap like that. 3019. Yep. Let's go. 3019. Release the 2003. Confirmed. Oh, man. It'll be the best movie ever, man. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Derek, what is 2003 like? What are you making, sir? Well, I'm, the I'm basically making like uh, a sequel to that, mm-hmm. that movie called The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of that movie, actually. Oh well, it's 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 generally <laughs> regarded by the general public as the worst Spider-Man movie. Yep. Like, yo, I really like this movie. So what if I made a movie to show people how much I like the movie, and hopefully get people to like the movie? And, and <laughs> yep. that was that was my thought process into uh, going into the Amazing Spider-Man three. Yeah, Tasm three is basically like a continuation of Tasm two, the Amazing Spider-Man series, which came out in like twenty eleven to fourteen, right? 2012 to 14 yes yeah 12 14 with andrew garfield and yeah. it's probably gonna, this is gonna be like a continuation of that but it's it's a much more different story to what tasm 2 was setting up and it it's a continue it's a continuation but it also has its own original story and you're not using like the whole since the six thing they were gonna do like in this movie are you and stuff like that oh no man i'm i am not bold enough to try to do any of that that's just way too much yeah way that's like ecstatic yeah oh yeah oh my gosh one of my uh, friends is actually attempting to do it his own self and i'm like yo you're crazy <laughs> yeah no, that's the animated one right yeah that's the uh, 2d animated one he's yeah. literally insane for trying to do so but hey well we'll see what he makes yeah we'll see what he makes but honestly in my opinion it feels like it's very hard to like blend six characters five new ones or uh, four new ones in like one movie in my opinion mm-hmm. so a sinister six story being like the third part of the tasm series just feels kind of weird for me personally no yeah it would it, it, to me i don't see a way that one could actually write that but calvin seems pretty confident in his ability to so yeah i'm really excited to see what he does yeah me too i'm excited as well that's the hand-drawn one by the way well not hand-drawn but it's digitally drawn but it's like all drawn by one guy it's all one dude he's crazy. yeah it's, it's, it's impressive crazy. yeah so i can't wait for that one either uh and obviously i can't wait for your movie which derek originally what we we met each other when i back when i was a spider-man account was it late 2019 uh it definitely was late 2019 because i knew you from zan yeah uh yeah that's how we met through a group yeah. chat through him mm-hmm. A goofy group chat where I thought yeah. Zane was like I thought he was older than he was. He, he he seemed so mature to me when I first met him. I was like, oh my god, this dude might be actually cool. And now he's the five year old, you know. <laughs> yeah, now now he's the five year old, and you know, it, yeah. it, it involved that chat really. It was really it, it had its peaks and everything. I knew you as the guy who liked to rap and do memes. <laughs> yeah, that's how you knew me. The guy who raps and does memes. That was, oh god, I used to be a Spider Man account. That's how I met you. Mm-hmm. And it was late. So you were thinking of this movie like before 2019, before you even met me, right? Yeah, I actually wrote a version of it way back when I was in middle school. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the version was terrible, dude. I'm not even going to cap to you. Oh, uh, God. I bet it's like two pages of like just sentences. It's literally 
it, it literally is just a bunch of sentences and uh, oh my gosh. I was I was like the worst writer back then, I swear. I had some pretty good ideas, but I yeah. was too goofy. I remember when I first wrote my first ever like script or screenplay when I was like what twelve or eleven or something. And I was like I was working so hard on it. I thought it was so cool and stuff. And the full movie was only like five pages. Only five pages. Yeah. And back when I was a kid, I thought that's how, how long movies were. And I'm like, now I'm looking back at a little cringy idol and I'm like, oh my God, what the hell was he doing? No cat, bro. For, man, movies are way, that takes so much time. So yeah. much time. And so it's so long. And scripts are really long. And you got to make sure it's all, it all looks right. And it's all, mm-hmm. it don't got to be perfect, but it has to be right. Yeah, you have to be proud of it at least, or at least you have to have like an audience that is proud of it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's where we get feedback and stuff because even if you're not, let's say, proud of it, but you think it's good, other people can then like criticize and review it and judge it and and tell you whether they like it or what, or you know, who your fan base is for the movie. Right. That was uh, a big thing for me with TASM 3 was I wanted a lot of people to review it, I wanted to see, you know, different opinions. Yeah, and such. And my friend Logan gave me some really good feedback. So I was like, "Hey, how about?" Because I'm lazy. I'm not gonna cap. After I wrote Thousand Three, I just didn't feel like writing anymore. And he gave me some feedback. I was like, "Okay, so how about we write it again? Except this time, you're writing everything, <laughs> and I just write nothing." And he was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Yeah, go for it. I'm not touching it again." <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of where the film is at this point. Other than like filming short little scenes. We're rewriting major a little stuff and reorganizing things to make sure all of it uh, fits and flows a lot better than it did before. Yeah, we're in that like uh, before shooting. Well, we're, we've always been in a production phase because this is an animated movie. It's made with CGI artists. Oh yeah, we're all, we're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> Yo, yeah, it's funny yeah. because people will be like, "Derek, when's it coming out?" Like you've been talking about this movie for a year. Why hasn't it come out yet? And I was like. <laughs> You do know this is an animated film, right? It took Spider-Verse like six years to get made, and I'm trying to do it exactly. in three. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And also the fact that it's all done by like a very set, like it's a, it's not a professional company. It's a semi-professional company of people that originally started with free, but that's going to change eventually mm-hmm. uh, of like just, you know, kids and adults and stuff that are all like semi-pro slash not even pro. So like, obviously it's going to be longer than, I don't know, two years a two-year live action movie or something right which even then that takes a long time to make you know two years one year yeah exactly it takes some time man it takes some time yeah and uh it's a very it's a very big and ambitious movie so i gotta make sure it's right you know mm-hmm. you don't want to just go into something like this and you know not have your uh your stuff together yeah no i know you're trying as well man because like i said we met in like late 2019 and he was already writing this thing. He's like, oh yeah, I just had a little like, what was it back then? It was like a little, it was a little post. idea. I was yeah. like, yeah, man, I'm going to do a little post on Tales of the <laughs> see what people think of it. Because I was really inspired by people who did those kind of things on Instagram. It was always just, uh, hey, let's do my little fan pitches out there. Let's do that. Let's throw that something like that out there. And yeah. I found it so cool. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, let me do it too. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then everyone just kept goading me into making it a movie, and I just didn't want to do it because I was like, there's no way I can make this into a movie that I'd, I'd actually want to make or actually be proud of. And then, yeah. bam, you know, the Venom Venomology stuff happened. I was just like, dang, I guess, I guess I'm actually making a movie now. 
Yeah, and it's been insane, yeah? It's literally insane, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, we've come a long way, man. We have. We've gone from, like, some shitty 10-year-old fan fiction to an actual post idea to a script to what it is now. And, and the thing is, it went from a post idea to, a, to a, like... Venomology and everybody like doing something with it in the span of four months or something. Five yeah, months. literally. Yeah, like, I was getting ready to post it uh, because I, I felt like it was finished and I, I was getting, I was literally getting ready to post it. Then Venomology did stuff. And that was like February because I was getting done with the the film and or the post uh, like January. Yeah, and then I got to the uh, then I then uh like it was like in the beginning of February. Uh, you know, Venom Hall, you posted that thing, and I was like, hey, man, if you could teach me how to do this, bro, I'd make Taz and Three. I was like, yo, I'd be down to make Taz and Three. I was like, oh, <laughs> word? That's amazing, man. And here we are. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's crazy how small you were, and you were talking to someone like Venomology as well. Like, back then, I think, how much followers does he have now? He has, like, 30,000, I think, right? Something like that. Yeah, he has, like, a, a lot. He, like, he's been invited to, like, Wonder Woman 84 premieres and stuff. He's a animator he does like renders and he does for photoshop type edits and uh yeah he's, mm-hmm. he's like a pretty popular person him yeah. boss logic are like the two i'd say people that you think of when it comes to like comic book renders and stuff editing mm-hmm. and the fact that like he actually is linked to tasm 3 that must be insane right that must have been insane back then right it, it literally was because i uh i remember i did i texted him once about an idea but not to actually make it. I, I wanted to ask him if he could do a commission for me. That's yeah. how I. Uh, that's how I got into contact. That's how I was able to get into his DMs, because uh, I was like, "Hey, could you do like some kind of edit for me for Tasm Three? And he was like, "You know what? Sure, I could do that." And he just <laughs> never got around to it. But I, I, I didn't really. I, I just didn't think of it much. Yeah. It was like, oh my gosh, I would love, or you know, it, it was more like I would love to do it. And he was like, oh shoot, I'd like to do it too. And my <laughs> God, that was such a weird time because. I didn't really know how animation worked or or filmmaking. Like at that time I was like, I want to be a director. I want to be a writer, but I didn't know how to be one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And TASM three really helped me learn how I was supposed to be one. Cause like at first I was like, okay, let's just do this, that, and third. Then I became, then I started watching more documentaries on film, started watching more behind the scenes. Director's commentaries were my, my favorite things to listen to because you hear the director talk about how they made certain things work yeah and uh how it was supposed to go and i could see okay so that's why you did that or that's how you formulate like that so i started taking bits and pieces from a lot of different directors uh and trying to incorporate that into my own style and then it it, it really just i don't know it just started it just started later i guess late 2020 or 2020 is when i was like okay yeah let's let's actually try to make this an, an actual film <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's crazy because originally it was just going to be like oh well, it's it's something cool and now it's like okay yeah i, I want to actually make this into something that i can say yeah this is something i made this is something i'm proud of this is a movie you know yeah so yeah wow damn yeah it's crazy it director literally. commentaries are amazing by the way i i like to watch that so they, they, they really let you see the insides of the actual processes of film and you also get some little like tidbits from the directors about like bloopers and also like the budget and stuff as well mm-hmm, right man yeah jesus it's been a <laughs> crazy because i attached you uh yeah. to the film like what 
around, like when Venomology announced it, I just did all the casting that one day, and it was for two reasons. One, I literally I didn't want to deal with many people sending me like their voice roles or whatever. Yeah, I, I had like the maximum like what thirty, and people mm-hmm. still annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> Excuse my <laughs> language, but they did. Um, and for two, I just I just didn't feel like telling a lot of people no because I felt I'd feel bad. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, if you remember back then, it came between Evan and Noah for Peter Parker. Yeah. I had to let Evan go because Noah sounded better or sounded like a better fit. Um, and I yeah, felt bad. I, I felt really bad for Evan. I was like, oh my gosh, man, I, you can't really win. And, but now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, hey, you win, you lose, you lose, you lose. Blah, blah, blah. I, don't, I don't care. I just want to get my stuff done. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you either. You kind of need a mentality, like a hardworking mentality for all this stuff. Because again, it takes a long time, and you bump into a lot of curves and stuff. So and bumps. So like, yeah, you 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 kind of need a hard head head sometimes. You know, you literally do. Because if you don't, then you can't just be nice to everybody, man. You really can't. Yeah. It just it just doesn't make sense. And the next thing you uh, you said that kind of stuck with me right now was. You you said that when you started off, you didn't know how animation worked and how like, you know, fan films in a whole kind of worked. Do you, I know uh, behind the scenes, you when you were younger, you used to watch a lot of fan films, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Sure. And like, is there any people that you used to watch or something that you na- you have now talked to about like Tazan Three and stuff like that? But with, um, I have, I've talked to Joey Lever, mm-hmm. Brandon Mello. Because uh, they both were people I, I've seen as a kid. Although, Brandon, uh, I was a little bit older when I watched him. Joy, yeah. I was a lot long, younger. Um, other than them, I haven't really talked to anybody else. I'd like the opportunity to talk to the dudes from Six Side Studios and uh, Buckeye. Yeah. Uh, but just for the fact that I can say, hey, you guys are pretty pretty big for my childhood. And I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, as a kid, I always wanted to do a Spider-Man fan film. Mm-hmm. However, I couldn't be Peter Parker. I had, I, you know, it, it was, it was, it was very yeah. weird for me because uh, the only character I could play was Miles Morales, and I didn't like Miles Morales as a kid. Yeah, uh, you talk about live action. Yeah, live action. Yeah, and um, I, I really wanted to do one, but I just never got the uh, that opportunity to, or that drive to actually do it. Yeah, and to actually be doing one right now, especially since there, there's a new renaissance of fan films right now. I mean, it's like. Everyone trying, to, yeah, it's, it's trying to. They're trying to pump out some actual quality stuff. Like, yeah, not yeah. saying that stuff back then wasn't like quality, but like, uh, it's more so like that stuff were student films. You know, they I understand like, what you're on about. What you're implying is back then, I agree with you. Yeah, it was more passionate and fun. Like, right, people wanted to make something that they could like get views for but also get, get like a little fan base of people that enjoyed it and they could be like, you know, they all had a fun time making it and they could keep on making like spin-offs and stuff and it wouldn't matter because it's just a passionate fun thing for them. Yes. Whereas, whereas now the same passion is there. That's why people are making fan films because for mainly, fan films aren't really uh, financially like good because uh, you kind of, you shed a lot of hours, a lot of sweat and it's usually like fan funded now. So right. you don't really make much back, money back, but like, so the passion is still there, but now people are more serious with this. And oh yeah, they're way yeah. more serious than it used to be, man. Like back then, you could just be like, "Yeah, we're just gonna do this with our friends in the backyard. It's gonna be <laughs> cool." 
Now yeah. it's like, you know, we need to be on this, on this. You know what I mean? We need to take this thing 100% seriously because if we don't take this yeah. seriously, then we're not going to make it. You know what I mean? It, it, it's become so much bigger than what you would expect it to be, man. Like, holy my God. It, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I could just express how how far we've come. Like we got like Point Dynamic Spider-Man Four, which I've seen some 3D animated uh, fan films on YouTube before, mm-hmm. and so they're usually really bad. They're usually you, really yeah. Bad. We went from we went from live action just being people strictly on green screen and filming on iPhones to like you know actually getting sets. And we went from animated films from being like kind of slow stocky video game stop motion-ish to like actual cgi artists doing yes, it yes it's yeah it's literally crazy and it's like wow people are really throwing their all into this thing you know what mm-hmm. i mean like they they really want to make something that's good that's worthwhile and that that's that speaks to me you know i, I enjoy the passion i enjoy talking to these different filmmakers you know because it's it's like i want to be a filmmaker one day and i know that that's not easy it, that is not easy, yeah. it, is, it is going to be the toughest thing you could ever try to break into, uh, which is why I always try to make sure that I I have different connections. I have different resources. I talk to many different people. I yeah, connections are key for this stuff. When it comes to these types of jobs, connections of people that you know and friends and all the people that you've met throughout the way, they, they kind of do open up a lot of opportunities. Literally. Because like, all right, I'm cool. I'm, 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 I'm cool, Gavin, right? Say yeah. one day he blows up and I'm still trying to make my way. <laughs> then I can be like, yo, give me my big break something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll he's make- literally blowing up right now, to be honest. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it could happen vice versa. But it, it's literally like you need that kind of thing or that, that energy so that, you know, you always know that you got, you know, someone to count on or you even got some people to pull from. You know, it, it's it's very yeah. it's very imaginative. That's why I was like, hey, you guys got to check out my boy, uh, my boy Dill's project, Medicament. Medicament, yeah, but yeah, it's pronounced. I say medicament. (laughs) Medicament, the Derek Woods cut. Yeah, like all my favorite title for it, which is something you said in a story a long, long time ago, was Adil's drug movie that I can't remember the title to. (laughs) Literally, the drug movie. (laughs) The drug movie, baby. That's the name now. It was very, very much a creative experience. Uh, to watch, you know, I remember you you were posting in the chat that that brilliant, beautiful shot that I love for it so much. When he's like yeah. in the street and you see the lights on him, yeah, like just, it it really speaks to the experience of having a, a living in an abusive household, which is what I genuinely like about it. And you Thank can you. get that sort of creativity by hanging out with these kind of directors, with these different people. You yeah. know, you can't really just get that by staying in your own little circle. That's why you got to branch out. Yeah, you gotta like diversify your own style and kind of express your own style, you know, instead of like just sticking with the same thing. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Exactly. I'm literally like, I'm I'm very big on making sure that we're all like, you know, that there is a small little community that way we can all help each other out and get to the places we need to be. You know. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I I do love how far the fan film community has come. Oh. Because yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like we we said. Back then, it was more of just passion, fun type thing. Uh, now, like we just said, people are talking more. People are making more like stylistic things. For example, let's look at Tasm 3. Tasm 3 is trying to be a homage to, I'd say, Spider-Man media throughout mm-hmm. Spider-Man's like, you know, movie and TV show media, uh, whilst also being a continuation of Taz- the Tasm series. Right. 
Yeah, and there's also like slices of Derek Woods in there. You got these like pop culture references in there. You got homages. You got a uh, Derek's own like style in there. And you will see with the symbiote scenes and moments in the dialogue in those scenes once that movie comes out. And it's kind of cool how you've got that, which kind of is inspired by lots of medias. And even though he is a down and out Parker, he'll have quips. And then you got like Gavin, GJK Central, Spider-Man Lotus fan film, which was crowdfunded. And you can tell people were really um, passionate about it because he got he got a crap load of money to do it, 40k. And you can and you can see how he's going for a more darker, more cinematic experience with his movie compared right. to ours. Because it's like very different stylistically. And like you pointed out, point dynamics, animated Spider-Man 4, that's like a Spider-Verse-ish style. It's like CGI, it's, it's, it's animated, it looks cool. And it also has its own like kind of style. It looks kind of re- semi-realistic, Pixar-ish. All these movies right. have different styles. They're not like the same thing, like in the same back in the day, green screen type movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Those are yeah. the fan films are the most joyous to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we watched a bunch of fun films the other day, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. Screen. And it was just glorious. And yeah. It's not to disrespect anyone who's made fan no, films no. in the past. I think you should take pride in the fact that you did it. You went out there, you made something. Yeah. But... You, you, there is a sort of uh, a fun to be had with the goofiness and uh, cheesiness of your family. Yeah, don't take yourself too seriously. Like that's a that's advice for everyone. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, no, because I've added. I have. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I've added some corny lines in Tasm Three because, yeah. and I recognize they're corny, but I wanted to add them just to add <laughs> just to add them in. You know what I mean? Just want to laugh because yeah. the movie is, is way too dark, and I was like, you know what? Let's. Let's light up the tone. Let's remember this is a Spider-Man movie. Let's give let's give something in there. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's get... still it's still a comic book series, right? Yeah, so you so you can like get away yeah. with the writing because like with comic books, it's it's very they're very goofy, and some of the some of the worst combo movies try to take themselves way too seriously. Yeah, and it's like you don't have to do that. You literally should just acknowledge the fact that you're a comic book. And just keep it rolling, you know what I mean? Yeah. If your comic book movie is good or bad, at least it's not boring. If it if it just tries taking itself too seriously and it has that grey cinematography feel and stuff, then it's just gonna be boring and forgettable, you know? You take right. yourself too seriously and stuff and boom. You got you literally have to remember what what you're doing and who you're making it for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um and my style of directing and my style of storytelling it's very much, it's it's not the happiest kind. I uh, I read a quote in a book once that said, "I don't believe in happy endings uh, <laughs> without blood or something," mm-hmm. uh, and that stuck with me for a while because now I, I always use that. I'm like, yeah, if if my if no one's bleeding at the end, it's not a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I I lean towards the darker side of things. Yeah, I I do too. So yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I like. Yeah, I like something that feels semi-realistic, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, th- th- there's consequences in anything. Like there's consequences in everything. Right. Exactly. I I love the idea that it it that our, your actions will have those consequences, and you can't yep. just walk away from them. I like the idea that you have to experience a lot of pain to reach your fullest potential. Uh, which is why my biggest thing in any of my films is triumph through pain, whether it's physical, emotional, it has to feel earned. You have, I have to feel like you've, you've grown and you've 
matured as a character. Not to say all my films will feel the same, but they'll have an underlining theme that, you know, that that character experienced a lot of trauma in their lives, and now yeah. they've risen above it. Now they're a much better person because of that trauma, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that's important. And I think that could resonate with a lot of people because, like, you know, everyone's dealt with something that's it's pretty pretty terrible in their lives. And there are, there are some times when you don't need people to shy away from it, but you don't also want people to to beat down on it. Like, it's like, dang, man, I'm worthless because I have this trauma or whatever. It's like, no, you can take that trauma and, and become something greater. You can be greater than what you are right now. You could take that and, and literally rise above it. And exactly. that's what I exhibit in my movies. Like, yeah. I think that's, that's, that's pretty important. Yeah, it's motivating and it's powerful. Yes, sir. That's, yeah. that's what we try to do anyway. We try to have some motivation and some nice power to it. Yeah. Um, and it's honestly uh, one of the reasons why I like Andrew Garfield's performance as Peter Parker in DMA Spider-Man 2. I think, I don't know if you agree with me, Derek. You probably won't. I don't, I'm not sure. It's kind of a hot take I have. I think um, DMA Spider-Man 2 has the best Peter Parker slash Spider-Man performance from any of the movies. I agree. I, I wholeheartedly, I think that Andrew Garfield, even with the movie he was given, the script he was given, he did a fantastic job of just saying yep. how how lost a person is. Yeah, how I broken mean, you can be and how you can be so grim. But at the same time, I love how Tasm kind of explores Spider-Man as like a second, like a second person, like another person, which right. some of the movies don't do. Like the MCU movies, they have Peter and Spidey be one, one of each other. Right. And I, and I love how in Tasm 2, you got scenes where he's helping out children. He's doing quips, you know, Spider-Man. He's pretending to be more happier as that's who the character of Spider-Man is. And then once he is Peter Parker, that's when, you know, he feels the pressure that he's feeling still, you know? Right, right. I, I like the idea that Spider-Man is that persona that he puts on. Yeah. I mean, that he puts it in that thing. That, you know, because, you know, it's like, let, let, let's say a kid goes to school. He becomes the class clown. Everybody knows him as a class clown, but when he goes home, he's a lot, you know, quieter. He's sadder. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the kind of dynamic I, I use, man. Because like, if they're just the same person throughout, I can't really, I can't really attach myself to it. Because like, well, you're you're not really. What's the difference between Peter Parker and Spider Man at that point? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah it's the same person in the suit, but how does he portray himself as Peter Parker? differently than how he portrays himself as spider-man what's the difference between exactly them? they're different characters like they're just different characters in general even though it is played by the same person it's mm -hmm. the whole thing about having a mass mass persona it's the whole mass identity thing and spidey out of like every comic book character probably does this like the best so it's kind of cool to see it like done really awesome on like the full screen in tasm 2 oh yeah i, I definitely enjoy it if, if all the script all the script needed was a little bit more trimming yeah, it a little bit of a perfect movie. The script, plot, movie, um, kind of questionable. <laughs> kind of, just a little kinda, bit. Just, just a little <laughs> questionable. Just, just a teensy weensy bit. But uh, his performance is amazing in that movie. Oh yeah, I, I genuinely love Andrew Garfield in the film. I consider him the best Spider-Man actor uh, yeah. to play. Him. Oh yeah, uh, he is. He is. I think. Everybody can agree, whether you're into Spider-Man or not. I think you can agree that Andrew Garfield is the best actor out of the three. Oh, yeah. He's definitely just... He, he was able to put so much 
emotion and just exactly that's why i love his performance so much like he's so emotional and he feels like he's ripped out of ultimate spider-man as well as the original like dick con lee run right that's what's uh, what's scary to me about tasman threes i can make everyone else work it doesn't matter but if i can't get peter parker to work the movie's gonna fail because peter parker's he's he was the best part of those movies yeah he was the driving force Literally, was, yeah. You know, if you if you didn't have Andrew Garfield in those movies, the movies would not have been as well received as they, or not, wouldn't have been as, as received in any way, shape, or form because he just he just embodied the character yeah. so much. Like if if Andrew wasn't in those movies, I don't think we'd be talking about. I I don't think it would have as much of a cult following as any of the <laughs> Spider-Man media does because Tasm does have a cult following, as we've seen from. The amount of reception that we've gotten from people knowing about Tasm Three, yeah, it's 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 a lot bigger than what I expected it to be. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh yeah, my did, goodness! Dude, how I, much people did you expect to like talk about the Tasm Three and like the followers dude, and stuff like? Where I tell you that I wasn't even expecting to get like as I really wasn't expecting to get as much attention as I do now. Like maybe like a couple thousand, maybe. Like Hundred thousand views, per, like but, promo. Yeah, literally, that that blew me away because for one, I was a smaller guy and I wasn't used to being in the spotlight like that. Yeah. So when that stuff just started happening, I started having panic attacks. God. Yeah, I would have gotten goosebumps if I was in your like you know shoes in that situation. Yeah, like I was just like, what is what's happening right now, man? This is I I, I was just a dude with like what five hundred followers. And I'm sitting at a nice, like, what? 5,000. 5,000 yeah. going on, uh, like, what, 6,000 now? And I'm like, what, what, yeah. what's happened? What's going on here? Oh, God. Jeez, I, d- I didn't expect the big Spanish audience we had either, because we have, like, um, an amazing, like, devoted fan base of Hispanic, like, fans. Oh, we, oh, it's so, it's so fantastic. I, um... Yeah. A Spanish dub is coming out of the movie, hopefully, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, like, I, I had to make sure that they had something. You know, I wanted yeah. to thank them because it's like they're they're literally the biggest parts of our supporters. Like, they're, they're, the, they're the biggest ones. And yeah. all because of Uncharted Robbie because he made that video. Yeah, he made the video. He's and, the first, like, big news source to talk about it. Yeah, and then everybody just started talking about it after that. And I was like, holy crap. We were a lot bigger than I thought we would be. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's it's so cool. It's so cool to think about. It is it's insane, man. Uh shout out to Mike, by the way, one of our animators. He's 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 trying really hard for the Spanish audience. So Mike is literally the MVP. He's been with us. He's been working on this film probably the hardest out of anyone. Yeah. That I I've, that we've had and he's been working on it the longest. Like Venom Holiday's been on the film since it was announced, but he has not been working as hard as Mike has been working to make sure that the the film just because the film literally if mike one day said he wanted to leave i would be devastated <laughs> yeah I he's would... literally carrying the whole dubbed uh, scenario voice actors in the dubbed region and uh literally is animating like the main yeah. animator for you yeah <laughs> you don't know what's up we're in a podcast right now we're in a oh. podcast yeah <laughs> no, say hello to everyone. This, yes, this is Spider-Man, by the way. What's up, guys? My name's Noah. You might know me as Wallop and Web Snapper on YouTube. Well, the guy that called me a bitch right now. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, he, we're he, keeping he, that in, by the way. Peter Parker in The Amazing Spider-Man 3, what we were just talking about. Yep. It's crazy. It just pops up to say hello. 
<laughs> he'll he'll be a guest one day. Don't worry. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. Make my guest appearance on the this Cape Shit podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, it'll be fantastic. It will be. Yeah. But yeah, Mike definitely is like the MVP of to end all MVPs. Like he's literally animating a scene right now, and I'm like, bro, if you ever left this project, man, I I don't know what I would do. I literally have no idea what I would do because, goodness gracious, man, Trying he puts false, us all yeah. into it. He he's all untrue right now. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, he's he's yeah. the MVP. Oh my yeah. goodness, and I God, cannot. God. I literally, I'm literally just waiting for this scene to get finished up, so I can like cut up a bit of it, puts it on YouTube, uh, then make the the uh, you know the Indigo yeah kind of announcement thing because I do want, and it was never about. For me, it was always about thanking the animators for sticking around so long. Yeah. And also, like, making sure that we can get this out um, and make it look fans. as crispy as possible for the fans. Yeah, because they keep yeah, asking, when's it coming out? When's it coming out? I'm like, okay, well, if you want it to come out, we're going to have to raise a little bit of this. Uh, if you want it to come out anytime soon, we'll have to raise a little bit of this. Because if not, I'll be working on this for the next four years. <laughs> yeah, that's literally how it is, usually. That's not how yeah. it is for a normal studio. That's how it would have been for us, yeah. Oh, yeah, because especially since um, it's for free, this thing would have taken, like, years to come out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 2018, much as I, baby. 3018. Yeah, literally, because it's yeah. it's such a massive uh, like production. Thing. Yeah, and I have, like, we literally changed up the, the third act to be, because the, the first version of third act was very, like, very little bit more grounded, a little more small scale. This version is a lot bigger so it's like we have to accommodate certain things we have to make sure everything looks bigger and better and more crisp and also accommodate the emotional performances of these voice actors you know i want to make sure everything just flows as best as it possibly can and i can't wait for it that's another thing so we're doing crowdfunding now and i was curious like do you think the future of crowdfunding is going to be impacted widely with this new like wave of fan films that are getting crowdfunded and stuff. I I'm not exactly sure because the first fan film I've I've heard got crowdfunding was uh, the Amazing not Maze Man Spider Man Four by Highland yeah. Studios. They that was the like, big one. Yeah, that made like what ten or eleven k. Yeah. Uh, and that was the first one. I was like, oh my god! But they raised it on Kickstarter, and Kickstarter is not the best to to do that stuff because <laughs> kickstarter is known for being like it was known for being a meme i'd say on the internet oh yeah yeah but recently we've had spider-man 4 someone else did crowdfunding there's a spider-man every hour which i think did crowdfunding as well through go uh, the go um wherever the site is can't remember from the top of my head and then the big one i think that's kind of made this massive curve of people like it's influenced a lot of people to do fan films is spider-man lotus oh lotus it blew up a lot fa- a lot more than gavin me warden anyone could ever predict because i was yeah. like, oh, you're doing that? anybody like anybody literally he was sitting there astounded he was like wait a minute wait a minute we actually might make our goal and then he makes double that and he's like wow i did not expect to meet that dude uh, i i'm not gonna cap <laughs> we were talking i remember talking about it with him because yeah. uh we used to talk about it um often which makes sense more- yeah, so what happened was I was like, how much are you expecting to make? He's like, I don't really know. All I know is I'm going to make it regardless if I get like $10 or 100 or $1,000. i am going to do my best to make the film. And I was like, you know what? I respect that. Let's see what you do. And then, you know, it gets 
massive. I'm talking like it just it just blows up. And I knew the suit was gonna blow up because I looked at it and I was like, yeah, that's that's gonna be the selling point. That's what's yeah. gonna get everybody off. And um, that suit did get everybody off. Yeah, yeah it it really it, it, it helped. helped. Those people awarding the suit, they they really did help with the for funding campaign. Gavin really <laughs> thought the whole thing through. I'm I'm probably gonna get him on one day because um, it's a very interesting topic. This. But I oh, do yeah. think, but I do think Spam and Lotus is going to influence, and it has influenced a lot of fan films getting crowdfunded. Because mm. before Spam and Lotus, like we said, Spider Man Four, the live action one, got ten thousand dollars for its funding. Right. Yeah, a lot of movies made by YouTube accounts that have millions of subscribers get about fifteen thousand dollars, fifteen, you know, twelve thousand. So right. about Spider Man Four's like premise. Um, Gavin, student, um. I think he's been in social media since 2016. He's obviously worked and strategized if he wants to make something in the future. He did used to start by doing the posts, funny enough, that we were going to do for 2003 and then became a movie. And um, yeah, uh, Gavin did a, a funding campaign. And so so the so the record was 10K for from what we know of the Spider-Man community. He got $40,000. Yeah, 40000 Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think that's influenced a lot of people to do to, more fun yeah, funded things. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's funny because I actually saw that new Batman fan project and they were talking, hey, let, let's try to get 35. And I was like, wow. Oh that's my a, god. That's, that's a very that's a very tall order. But hey, he might be able to make that happen because Gavin did that stuff out of nothing. So Gavin is impossible. Yeah, I really want to get Gavin on because this is like really interesting. Gavin is like really intelligent. Oh like, yeah, he definitely played this he played this up very smartly because I was I remember I was talking about Spider-Man fan series and he was like, Yeah, this is to so so people can know to trust me with the character. And then he was like, Hey, yeah. if you guys want to do more or want to see what I'd actually do, donate to this. And he already got like a, a little bit bigger because of the uh the Spider-Man series yeah. he was doing. And you know, throw Lotus on top of it. And now he's like, bam, he, he just blew up to what fifty thousand followers now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's incredible. Insane. Yeah, Literally. I have nothing but respect for all of that. Oh yeah, you should definitely. I think um, give it till after Lotus is done shooting, till they move into like pro- post production. Yeah, you definitely have a lot more time because yeah. right now he's uh, he's filming, <laughs> he's filming nonstop. <laughs> he is filming nonstop. Yeah, they're traveling all around America for it. it's live action Spider Man Lotus. Oh yeah, yeah, that's insane. I I've seen a lot more like like you mentioned the Batman project. I've seen like actual students try making full motion pictures of original ideas through crowdfunding because of Gavin and stuff. Oh, yeah, like uh, uh, Jackson. Jackson Wells, yeah. Denigate. Yeah, Denigate. we might get him on next week, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I love um, his Insert Title Here project. Yeah. I actually, I, I when I watched the first episode, because he was showing it to me, I was like, mm, okay, I'll check this out. And then I really... You, have you seen the first episode? I have, yeah. I've seen three episodes. Yeah. So I, my favorite part is when he just comes up and just starts ranting. Oh, get laid and paid. Yeah, his character's, like, uh, oh. uh, his character's meant to be like a sarcasm of like Sigma people, right? Like men's motivation type people. Yes, it's yeah. literally just the best thing yeah. I've, I've ever seen in my life. It is iconic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. Oh my yeah, it's great. Yeah, I can't wait to get him on. I'm gonna talk to him about it. We talk a little behind the scenes. He started one, Grustal. It's he just wants uh, one thousand or two thousand dollars. I think his goal is, which is very. I think he'll get that. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah. he's he's a very uh he's he's a very down to earth kind of guy. I really want to see what he does. I I'm actually planning on donating to his myself. Yeah, same. But I re- I just want to see what he uh can accomplish. You know, and I yeah. think it's important to support 
those kinds of creators who who aren't doing the fan film route, uh, who are more so trying to just get their own ideas out there. Yeah. I find that a lot more challenging because you don't have a pre-existing fan base, you mm-hmm. know? Because with TASM 3, uh, it got big, and I'm, I'm very surprised it got big, but at the same time, it's like I already have a fan base, you know? I already got people yeah. like TASM 1, TASM 2, so I don't have to try as hard as someone say, like uh, Gavin or Jackson or you, because you guys, you know, you, you throw out original ideas. Yeah, original I ideas. Mean, and it, it's it's important to see that those original ideas like go somewhere because I like how uh, medicament medicament. Is that yeah. how you say? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like medicament so much. <laughs> I've been saying ever since you showed me the title, I was like, oh, medicament. I like that. <laughs> And then he's like, it's medicament, Derek. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he can call it medic- medicament if he wants. He can call it Adil, Adil Drug Movie if he wants. Adil's Drug Movie that I cannot remember the title. title two. That's going to be remember- the sequel name. That's gonna be if we ever make a sequel. That's the sequel name right there. Oh, that's sick, man! I should, oh I should have that as an Easter egg if I ever make like you know in the like short films, like on a whiteboard do. or something, like a That'd movie be called awesome. that. Please do. Oh my gosh! Even like you know what? Better yet. Make a movie called The Drug Movie I Cannot Remember the Title To. Just make that. Make that. Yeah. Get, like, big bucks in Hollywood. Go go, go crazy, bro. And I'll be sitting there from the sideline. And I was like, yeah, that's my that's my meme. <laughs> Just 20% off every revenue, like, yeah, uh, order from it. <laughs> like, uh, like Marlon Wayne, every time uh, every time they mention, like, a Robin. Because yeah. he was supposed to be Robin. And he's still profiting yeah. off of that. That's what I want. That's, that's hilarious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens with, like, books as well. You know, like, if you're an actor or something, you can go... If you're rich, you can go buy a book. And, like, Gene Hackman, you know, the original Lex Luthor, yeah. he bought the rights to Silence of the Lambs because he wanted to make a Silence of the Lambs movie. But he just thought, forget it, he can't make it. So, um, I think they made Silence of the Lambs. And every time that played before his death, he got paid for it every time it played or every time something was happening because he bought the rights to the book. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Oh my gosh, I should I should try that one day. <laughs> yeah, one day. If you ever rich anybody, do do that. Buy rights to a book because they'll adapt it one day, and you get like same amount as the author and stuff. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. yeah oh my goodness! I yeah. oh man, I I really wish that I and and it's crazy to to harken back to this point, but I really wish it was easier to get into these communities, man, or get into the industry. Same. Yeah. I really wish because. A lot of directors that we see are older. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. they're they because they had to work off. They've been working a long ass time. Yeah, that's why they make it when they're like what 40, 50? Yeah, literally. And I'm like, I, I really I want to make it when I'm like in my late twenties to early thirties. I want to try. Mm-hmm. I want to try. Good <laughs> stuff, man. I don't know how old he is, but I know he's been trying to get into the film industry. Four years since I first started, you know, watching his videos. Since he was our age, yeah. Yeah, and I was like. Oh my goodness! Because uh, I used to watch his my filmmaking journey videos. Yeah. Uh, to really get into that mindset of I'm going to be a filmmaker one day, and now like what two years a- after he made that video or something? Yeah, like, the 2017 ones. Yeah. Yeah, two three years. He, no, f- what four years maybe? Yeah. He's finally making a film. Like I think he and he's he is still young because he's in his late 20s, early 30s. Oh, uh, see, look, it, it's possible. So all we got to do is literally just grind it out. And yeah. one thing I want everyone to know is, like, it's it's not going to be easy. It's not going to mm-hmm. be something that you can just, like, just wake up and do one day. But, the, I mean, the, it's going to be worth it. And all you have to do is just keep throwing yourself out there. People get, like, discouraged 
and they're like, oh my God, no one saw my, like my film at this festival. Maybe I should give up. And it's like, nah, man. Like when I tell you every time I make a, a new film, I'm going to throw that stuff at a festival. Just throw it, just throw it. Keep my scripts on me at all times. You know, be like, hey, I'll start networking every time I go to one. Just just throw yourself out there. Keep throwing yourself out there. And yep. and hopefully you'll catch your big break because it's all about being at the right place at the right time. Dumb right. All, that's literally all it is. And I, I really want to make sure that that happens, you know? Yeah. Because you don't want to just... I don't know. I don't want to... Fall into obscurity and stuff. Yeah, you don't want to just fade away. You don't want to say you're going to do something and then... You know, you just grow old and miserable because you were never able to do it. Yeah, like, you never did it. You never tried to go for the stars and that fall. Right. Yeah. And it's it's something that if you really want to get into that industry, you you really I just throw yourself out there. I mean, literally throw yourself into the wolves <laughs> and, and see what happens. You yeah. Know? You never know. You Make never a name know. for yourself. Like like yeah. Yeah. Be confident. That's what it is. That's what it is. And if this was like a movie or something, that would be the quote right there. Derek Wood saying all that because of how iconic and motivational it sounded. Oh yes, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. <laughs> I like to thank the Academy for yeah. uh, this supporting <laughs> actor Oscar for Adil Druk movie that I can't remember the title to. Oh yes, man, that's good. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you need to write that down and make that start scripting <laughs> it out right now. Start literally just after this podcast, just go crazy writing everything out. Oh my gosh, it, it, it'll, it'll make the big bucks. We'll make the big books. <laughs> and lastly, the last segment I wanted to do before we end this amazing podcast uh, was, um, so we've talked about Tasm and that gets very forgotten for the MCU or it does get, it has like a little cult following or it gets kind of overheated by a lot of people, I'd say, right? Right. And we wanted to talk about something else that was forgotten due to its successor, Spectacular <laughs> Spider-Man, and has a little cult following. You know, and gets overheard, and that is the new animated series. The new animated, the series. new animated series, baby. Oh yes, that is my favorite Spider-Man adaptation of all time. That is specifically the reason I wanted to use Neil Patrick Harris as Mysterio. Yeah, it's- like an Easter egg homage. Uh, it has, it's got some cool like webbing scenes and swinging scenes that uh, Tasm Three is also inspired by. Yes. But- for all of you that don't know what Spider-Man the new animated series was, it came out after all the 90s animated shows that came with the action figures and Avi Arid and stuff. And it was bought by MTV. It was originally meant to be an adaptation of Ultimate Spider-Man, which I didn't know. But mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes sense when you look at the character designs. For example, Harry is blonde. It has like a edge 2000s vibe like Ultimate Spider-Man does. And the backdrops and settings feel modernized rather than timeless, you know, with that neo-noir style and stuff. The, the vaporwave. Right. But, but due to the success of the Ray movies, they did a total like 180 and switched. They decided to res- res- like reverse it. And the show kind of blends both worlds, the Ultimate Spider-Man world and the Raimi world. Uh, but, oh, yeah. Yeah, but it still doesn't fit Spider-Man 2 because, you know, it's in that little middle <laughs> part, isn't it? Where right. MTV were a very weird like company. MTV do make the show. Uh, MTV, we'll talk about them later because it's kind of weird how the show got cancelled and stuff and how MTV ran their cartoon junction. But um, yeah, Spider-Man um, New Animated Series, uh, it usually gets forgotten or stepped on because it came right before Spectacular Spider-Man and it tried experimenting with this animation and stuff. And yeah, I honestly, I, I think we we both agree. We love it, don't we? Yes. Oh, oh, a thousand times, yes. I think that New Animated Series is one of the best adaptations of, of Peter Parker we've ever seen. Everyone feels like they're in college. Everyone feels like they're an adult. Doesn't yeah. feel like ham-fisted or forced. And Peter Parker and MJ's drama in that show is just top, top tier. 
Literally. Like, I, I haven't yet to see adaptation that handles their drama better than that show. Exactly. My, my, the only issue I have is, like, I, I literally have no idea how their timeline works. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. But you're right about the MJ and Peter scenes. Like, Spider-Man 2 came out later on, and nobody knew the script of Spider-Man 2, and nobody knew this show, blah, blah. But there's scenes in Spider-Man 2 that, like, the scenes where Peter kind of... St- Semi stood stands up MJ at the theater because he has to go yeah. save someone and because he has these responsibilities in him. It, it, yeah. The show deals with that. It has scenes with that. It has scenes with like uh, the betrayal of you know him being a hero and just ignoring the people that he loves the most due to that. It, it tackles that and it tackles the flaws of Peter Parker and how even though Peter wants to do something, his confidence kind of regresses because he realizes. He has to lie to ensure their safety and has to go be Spidey and has to go, you know, save the world instead of being a normal teenager. And Spidey 2 tackles that, but so does this show. And I love how this show tackles that the most out of all the animated shows we've had of Spidey. I agree. I I agree that it it just, it it literally just, it, it, it's so wonderful. And I I, I love how it does the Spider-Man 2. Oh, God. Yeah, the Spidey 2. So um oh yeah I love how the new animated series does the Spider-Man 2 thing before Spider-Man 2 even did it. it it's it's very oh my gosh man it's, Yeah it's yeah the, I think it's in episode 4 or 3 I think where he goes to the theater and she's there and she's with another guy when the yeah, episode they ends. Do the, uh, they do the uh, the dare that's the Daredevil uh, Kingpin episode. Yeah it? yeah the Michael Clark dunk. That's another thing. You can tell the people that made this show generally cared when they got like actual you know celebrities to voice the characters and stuff like they got michael clark duncan from daredevil 2003 to return to voice kingpin and stuff mm-hmm. right like, that's just insane to me how and also i love how instead of just being like a one thing it, it kind of it was the original mcu because it tried connecting universes kingpin daredevil you know yeah i mean they have like some kind of x-men references before yeah, to do like a lot for the two thousands, early two thousands genre. Yeah, the oh whole, the whole, all the edgy two thousands movies unite together to form their own universe. No cat, man. But yeah, it, the show was so cool. I, I literally, it's, it's, it's so brilliant, and I really wish that people, uh, you know, you know, had a fondness for it, like they did the nineties series of Spectacular Spider Man, because you don't always really hear this series get a get talked about much yeah it, it gets overshadowed by spectacular spider-man it doesn't get talked about enough like compared to like the other nostalgic series like spider-man the animated series right which in, in my opinion that's kind of annoying uh like you said because it came out in the 2000s and spider-man was the most popular in the 2000s i'd say out of like any of his eras oh yeah the early 2000s were like peak for spider-man content like you had ultimate you had uh, the Remy movies you had, you know, this this show which doesn't get talked about. So, it, so it is kind of weird. You had the video games, you had what Web of Shadows and the Spider-Man movie video games. It was all insane. Yeah, every I mean, all the good stuff came like the comics were popping. That's what Ultimate Spider-Man was coming mm-hmm. out. That's when JMS was having his run. So yep. the comics were popping. Uh. You know the the games are popping, the movies are popping. It's like Spider-Man was at all time high. Yeah, and I think that's another reason why a lot of people from two thousands are nostalgic for the character when compared to the other generations, because that was like when Spidey was in our childhood, for like ever, like ever, ever. And 
it's also another reason why it's kind of sad that the show doesn't get talked about. Uh, the main criticism the show gets is the animation style. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I think if you grow up with it, you love it more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nostalgia type thing. But if you... Yeah. But if you're watching this for the first ever time in like 2021, then you're probably going to talk about how sloppy some of the action scenes look and the movement and stuff. But again, this was new back then. Like a lot of shows tried doing CGI stuff, like after Toy Story came out. And this show was like 10 years, uh, you know, after Toy Story, but it's still like, well, five, seven. Uh, it came out in 2003, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was still like kind of ahead of its time with the animation thing back then. Oh but... yes, I mean, come on, it, it, the 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 shading, it all looks like it's exactly out of a. Yeah, it's cel shaded. It looks awesome. Yeah. Like I, last another thing, like um, you can talk about the movement or like the human characters, but there's something so creative and cool about how two thousands it is, whilst like how eighties it is at the same time with like the purple lighting of New York at night and the cell shading, like you said, the shadows and Spidey and stuff. Right, right, right. It's, 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 it's insane how, how I think, I think it really looks good. I, I, in my opinion, I think it looks good. If you got like a shot out of this uh, show, if you got like 10, like stills from the show, I think about seven out of 10 of them would look unique to people. Mm hmm. But then there's the other three, which uh, people probably be like, "What the hell?" Question, question, because because the, the random like sprites in the models. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I mean, uh, it's <laughs> oh my gosh. The new the new animated series, it definitely has its highs and lows. Yeah. The animation department, but its highs are are much it's are much uh higher more, than its uh, lows. Yeah. So it, it evens out. Yeah, it does bad. even out. <laughs> <laughs> the animation i like it though. i think it's stylistic it looks like a ps2 video game oh yeah i what, I, I, really, I, like I really enjoy it man it has a nice little sense of nostalgia to it it's and it has so much creativity and flair exactly it's, it's brilliant it's brilliant i i genuinely endure it genuinely the, the show was like too like small for like a action figure run but i swear action figures Based on the character models and stuff, would look really cool in my opinion. Oh, dude, I would. Oh, I would buy so many of those. I think exactly would be perfect for a collection. I the really... Spider-Man alone, bro. The Spider-Man alone, L dude. I, the things I would do with that Spider-Man. Oh my gosh, probably unholy. <laughs> <laughs> You'd put it right into the jaw. Literally, oh my god, <laughs> I love him. I love that Spider Man. Love I do too, bro. It's brother. got the raised webbing, the silver, like the Raimi suit, but it's also like cell shaded always. Yeah, it it, it awesome. looks so amazing, especially at night. It looks exactly so fantastic. with the purple uh, skyline and the city of New York. It looks awesome. Oh, yes, I, I adore the new anime series. And I, you heard of the uh, I know you heard of the uh, the fan animation uh, project. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the new anime series continued or whatever. Yeah, I'm really, I'm mildly excited for that one. <laughs> uh, and this is full transparency, not saying that it's, it, you know, not trying to be a dick to anybody involved, uh, because I feel like you guys are doing your best to make it work, and I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Just me personally, I have no idea if one could recapture what made it so good. Yeah. I don't yep. know if it would be able to, I don't know if it would work. In no. my opinion, the writing has to be a thing because it's the new anime series is kind of a thing of its time, you know. 
every other Spider-Man thing is very timeless. This show feels like it wants to capture a certain era with a certain retro vibe to it. Exactly. So it's going to be weird how you write like the the writing in the show, how you try to capture the MTV vibe that it has. Right, because it's it was literally made you know for the early two thousands, and it had like a very little, little edgy kind of vibe to it. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's Ultimate Spider Man and the Raimi movies, like with by MTV, like sixteen plus like channel. <laughs> right. So it's it's not as a uh, it's it's not very soft core in, in yeah. that in that in that sense. It's it, it was it didn't shy away from death. It didn't shy away from language. It didn't shy away from sex. Which, this was the first. Really? This was the first series oh. where um, characters were allowed to die on screen. It, you said what? This was the first Spider-Man series where the characters were allowed to die on screen. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's very true. Because like, oh my god, people, people got decapitated, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> the guy that got slashed with the sword. Yeah, literally, I was like, oh my god. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, what happened? And I'm like, wait, that's his head. That's his head right there. Oh, god. oh my goodness. And then they got literally scenes of Peter being depressed because he couldn't like make himself a sacrifice or because he couldn't like get out of the mantle of like people just dying and stuff. Yeah, he literally like chokes his his girlfriend and throws her off a building. <laughs> oh my god. It's so fucking dark for kids, yeah, man. This show. That that those two episodes traumatized me as a kid, yeah. man. I was terrified of those twins. Terrified. Oh and it's, it's, you know, it's crazy hearing, you know, that guy who was talking to uh, Spider-Man at the end of the show, like, yeah, you know, it's crazy hearing Stan Lee just be this dark person. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, like, oh, yeah, go after him. Yeah, go yeah, after yeah him. take your revenge. I'm like, yeah. Stan Lee, what are you doing? Because <laughs> in every other form of like Stanley Easter eggs, he's like, hey, guys, I'm Stan Lee. The right. only one where he isn't is Spider-Verse, where he's still like a goody guy, but like, you know, he kind of scams Miles. But like. In in this movie, they don't even try making him a scummy doc. They don't try making him a comedy relief. They he literally like, oh yeah, I, if I was you, I would take my revenge and you know, <laughs> right. every living soul for that thing. I, I would literally extinguish him, kill Craven, kill yeah, him. I'm like, like destroy him. Yes, yeah, Stan, you gotta you gotta calm down, ease up, buddy, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that cam. That's my favorite Stanley cameo because of how dark it is. It literally, it, is. <laughs> it just turns around and goes, no, don't you want to take? Revenge, like what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's it. Every Stanley cameo is invalid except for that one. Every yeah, yeah, one. that's the only one that's allowed. Oh yeah, definitely, man. Oh god. Oh man, that Stanley, was... man. Yeah. He's... Oh my goodness, that's funny. Stanley is hilarious. <laughs> the show also highlights his guilt the most out of every other like Spider-Man thing. Bro, he was just depressed. Yeah, he was guilty of everything, and I like that because the whole reason spider-man starts is because of a mix of guilt and hope right you know he's he's like now i learned that with great power there must also come great responsibility and he just takes that with stride and just he just keeps going and it's funny how people just they're like how does spider-man already have guilt when he's (laughs) like i've had that debate with people i'm like what do you mean the dude literally becomes spider-man because it's his, his his he let his uncle Ben die, or he caused it exactly. He caught on because he's a douchebag in the earlier comic issues, and that's why that's what the Amazing Spider Man one does so well that they make him kind of a douche Literally, for a bit. He's a dick because he's literally just a doc, like he doesn't care about anybody else, he doesn't care about your feelings. You bully him, so he just walks around doing his own thing, you know, trying right. to get money by being a wrestler, you know, in different comic runs, he just does stuff. And then when Ben dies. And even Raimi notices that he has he he's a dick because there's that scene where he shouts at Ben in the car, which is iconic, but 
if any of you were wondering why that feels so like rushed, it's because he's a dick in the comic issues and Raimi made him kind of too much of a dog. So you have to like, you know, explain that. Oh, yeah. You, you, uh, yeah. That was some one thing I didn't really like about the Raimi. How he just came out of nowhere? He's not, yeah. No, just how dorky Peter was. He just was a, he just got bullied throughout the entire trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> even in like, I, I just don't think Toby had the range to show his like real, real downfalls in two. In three and one, I think he's better, I guess. In mm-hmm. what they went to see him, but mm-hmm. but but again, I think uh, Andrew's the best Peter when it comes to denial and guilt. Oh yeah, I agree with that one. He was he just has more range than the other ones. Yeah. And Tom, he's not as uh, I guess he's not as pristine. Tom's different. Like his whole story and arc is different. So um, yeah, yeah he's it's got not good, very good different things. Yeah. So um, so it's it's like completely different to them too when it comes to like guilt and stuff because I don't even think his spies made out of guilt. It's more made out. It's mainly made out of hope, you know. Right, because you already see him being feeling that 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 guilt that really yeah. Raises. And also, Spider Man Homecoming legit starts off with him on YouTube and stuff being Spider Man. Like, yeah, be happy. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. literally just a vlogger. So uh, so we don't know how he started. So it's probably more of a hope story than a mm-hmm. guilt thing. Right, because yeah. I mean. With Spider-Man, right, it's something that the, the community fails to understand is you don't have to have Uncle Ben in all your stories. Yeah, all right? you don't. He, he don't. What 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 you have to <laughs> what you have to do is literally just give him that uh... <laughs> the feeling of failure. Like I'm, I'm sorry. It, it sounded like you said no. Yeah, you like, yes, you do. Like, I was like, <laughs> just took me off guard. No, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Don't worry, Derek. I'm not an annoying comic book fan. He just says, yes, you do. You have to have him in every single movie. If Uncle Ben <laughs> makes him in every Yeah, ben, ben has to be in every movie. He just sits there like, bro, like, MJ, I just can't get up. And he's, she's like, what's wrong, Peter? Like, My Uncle, Uncle Ben, ben would have gotten up. <laughs> you know how in Endgame, Happy says to, like, uh, Tony's daughter, Tony used to like hamburgers. They do that with Ben Parker in every fucking scene <laughs> just like <laughs> bro man like like what, what like he's like he's like peter man you want to go to dinner and he's like well my uncle ben used to eat dinner <laughs> they're, like, they're like peter you bring home the food my uncle ben used to bring home the food <laughs> peter you got your first paycheck uncle ben had his first paycheck, <laughs> <Your first paycheck. laughs> you know what it reminds me of you in the cringy instagram post where people do that shit they rewrite spider-man and they yes. like ben in every single shot Oh my gosh, that was so. Oh, that was what. That was, what a time to be a Spider-Man fan. It was all the time just Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben. The yeah. best way to make MC Spider-Man better is just add Uncle Ben in it. It's like no, just show his importance. His because like in PS4 Spider-Man, they really did him really well with the Uncle Ben stuff. You could tell he was important to Peter, but he doesn't like mention him every five seconds. No, and, they just have uh, Easter egg to him with the photo. I think yeah. Aunt May may have mentioned him. And then I think he mentioned them once to my like he he feels, yeah. PS4 Peter is amazing because yeah. uh, his whole like mentorship of Miles near the end of the game. Uh, yeah, until we get into Miles Morales, where he's just like, you know what, Miles, you just you know you're yeah. not ready, and I'm gonna just go fuck MJ like a different country. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh yeah, I'm going on holiday. Fuck you, bro. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you, you suck, man. You suck. And then and then Miles went to him. Peter, Uncle Ben used to go to holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he yeah. starts reminiscing. He's like, I'm doing you what did to me. He's like, Bro, I swear. On I swear. And leave me if, alone, home alone. If anybody makes a movie where, like, Uncle Ben gets mentioned, like, every five minutes, you're going to be known as the worst, like, Spider-Man adaptation of all time. Oh, yeah. 
just all every five minutes he's just sitting like dang uncle ben uncle ben yeah. uncle ben i think i think uh spider-man one i think man spider-man one had the most real uncle ben but i think spider-man one handled the uncle ben stuff like the best out of all of them because he yeah. was like uncle ben was important but he didn't like take over the whole movie you know what yeah. i mean he had his um he had his his relevance to Peter. You can see how much he means to Peter, but it's also not the point to the point where like his he's entirely absent of him either. It's like it's like a balance of like after Ben dies, he's like, okay, now I gotta be Spider-Man. Then at the end he's like, Yeah, I had a father. His name was Ben Parker. Ben Parker. You know? Yeah. It yeah, like, it's great. It gives yeah. you goosebumps every single time. Shivers down your spine. Oh yeah. I think I think Spider-Man 2 has an amazing like presence of Ben. Like how you kind of see that Pete is kind of becoming an adult. So he's trying right. to kind of move away. And then you got the scenes where Peter realizes why he became Spider-Man in the first place because of Ben's right. death and stuff. And he has to tell Ben that, you know, he's giving up. Yeah, which is, and, that was really, I really like that uh, that scene in Spider-Man too. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that scene. I think Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2 all around is a pretty solid film. What a hot take. <laughs> oh my god, what? Right you think Spider-Man 2 is a good movie? I, I'm, Bro. So, I'm so sorry to drop that on you, man. I, Bro. I, just, I, just, I just had to let you know. That's Spider-Man it. On my podcast, nobody likes Spider-Man 2, bro. Sorry. Oh gosh, I, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to have such a, such a, such a. Uh, I didn't mean to open your mind like that. You know what I mean? I didn't mean to have such. A Everybody crazy knows the movie. best adaptation of Spider-Man is Japanese Spider-Man, bro. Japanese Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, That's really how he says it, like Spider-Man. Like yeah, the narrator Spider-Man. just proper drama- dramatizes like Power Rangers. You know, so that, epic. It's so it's, funny. It's it's literally it's literally the perfect. Uh, just out there, goofy. That's as goofy Spider Man. Oh, get. that is, yeah, and it's fucking iconic. It's memorable. Everybody knows what it is. Oh yeah, he he's so memorable. They had to bring him back for like Spider Verse. <laughs> they have to, <laughs> the yeah, they have to bring him back Spider Verse too. They're they yeah. like, yes, man, we're gonna drop like Leonidas and everything. He's just gonna go crazy. Japanese Spider Man is epic. Oh yeah. Oh, but, you know yeah. what? You know what? Spider Man never gets talked about. Nicholas Hill. Well, Nick- yeah, yeah. He he he's just forgotten. He's literally just—he's the forgotten man. <laughs> like, everybody talks about Japanese Spider-Man, but Japanese Spider-Man came out like after him. Yeah, after him. Yeah, exactly. It's—it's yeah. it's insane. He literally just—he has forgotten for the for the original cartoon series and Japanese Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And nobody mentions him. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah, I mean, I, every time someone shows Nicholas Hammond as one of the live-action Spider-Man, I'd be like, "Oh, what? He was one of the Spider-Man, wasn't he?" <laughs> That's he doesn't crazy. have cameos, does he? Like he was, I think he's passed away recently. R.I.P. Maybe not. I, I know he no still. Idea. I know he still acts. He acted in 2019, so uh, he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He had a cameo. So I'm curious if, yeah, why why they haven't like given him an Easter egg in any Spider-Man pop culture? I don't know. I he's still alive. He's 71 years old. Yep, he's still alive. He's, he's a good age. That's a good age, 71. That's that means he can still act in like a cameo scene. So it's weird. Because even in the video games, they don't pay homage to him. Yeah, no cap. It's and in the video games and cartoons, they, they love paying respect to p- previous Spider-Man voice actors. Yeah, it's so, so weird. Because, like, he played Spider-Man in, what, a television series? Yeah. And, like... He, he was, like, one of the first iconic Spider-Man, like, yeah. back then. Come on. It's, yeah. so, it's so off that he just never gets mentioned again. He just... He just yeah. disappears into obscurity. My gosh. And he, it's literally... He made, like, the first Spider-Man movies? What? 
like theatrical releases. That's, yeah, that's so did. weird. He got like a show as well, didn't he? Yeah, he had a show, two movies. Yeah. I'm surprised no one talks about him. He just gets... he adapted like three comic series as well, and all those things as well. Yeah, he did. No one just remembers that he was Spider Man. Just, just no one. They're just that's like weird. Eh. He needs cameos and stuff, man. Oh yeah, I would definitely like if yeah, have him show up in No Way Home. Subvert everyone's expectations. Yeah, just have Nicholas Hammond there. Nicholas Hammond, Japanese Spider Man, and uh, I don't know the the original voice actor of uh sixty Spider Man show. Fuck it, that's the No Way Home cast. Oh wait, I think the sixty Spider Man show actually died. Oh, uh, R.I.P. We'll get the ninety Spider Man animated series yeah, voice we'll, actor. Then. We'll do him instead. Uh, the, the guy who played Dan and uh or Eric. No, what's his name? I can't Eric, remember. Eric and Re- Little Mermaid. There you go. Oh yeah, Ariel. What in the devil? <laughs> it would be funny if it's just Nicholas Hammond as Peter Parker. I mean, that's his Uncle Ben figure. <laughs> oh my gosh, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben. I, I, what if like the Spider-Man in No Way Home like asks Peter, "Hey, uh, what what do you like? What where is your Uncle Ben? What does he look like?" And he's like, "Uncle Ben, I don't have one of those, man." <laughs> he's just like, "Yo, my Uncle Ben was Tony Stark." That would that would I would die of laughter, bro. That would be so funny. But you just know that like Twitter would just not stop talking about it at Dude, all. They would lose their minds. Why tell you to <laughs> Spider Man Twitter is an angry place. I know it is, bro. <laughs> it is. I haven't even fucking you have you've probably entered it like more than me. I have no, I have not tried to enter it. Oh, bro, I have, and I, I I'm telling you right now, it's not worth it. Like that, the, the Twitter literally broke Gavin, literally. <laughs> Literally broke Gavin. Like he was like, my opinions are not facts. He just did that stuff for, like a man. I was like, oh yeah, he did like the warnings of all of his like previous Tom Holland thoughts because um people are trying to like I don't know neckbeard it. Yeah, they were really they were really hostile. Like, oh, you think you just have the superior view on Spider Man? He was like, bro, my opinions aren't facts. What's I actually, I actually did some research for Lotus and I typed in Spider Man Lotus and if you type in Spider Man Lotus Reddit. There's like four different Reddit chains about the suit. And if you check the comments, it's all people that know Gavin through Twitter and they're shitting on him and stuff. It's so weird. Twitter is so weird. Yeah, they're like, oh, I saw his Twitter post on, post on MCU Spider Man. Yeah. So he's automatically invalid. Yeah, like, it's so it, funny. Oh my gosh. And Twitter, Spider Man, uh, Spider Man Twitter and Spider Man Instagram should have like a fight. Oh, oh Spider Man <laughs> Twitter would win though. Because Spider Man Twitter is like 40 year old men who hate you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Spider-Man Insta is like five-year-olds who find fart jokes funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yeah. Oh actually, that would be a good fight, actually. Who would win, five-year-olds or 50-year-olds? I don't know, man. I have no idea. I guess we'll have to find that out, man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just throw them out I there. Think, I actually think the five-year-olds will win because they'll be so annoying. And, like, they'll do so much, like, you know, repeat jokes, like, repeat their jokes that it'll get, like, the 50-year-olds to explode their brains of stupidity. That's true. They don't even have to try as hard. They literally don't. All they have to do is just like, just <laughs> they just have to throw stuff out there. Just throw stuff out there, and bam, yeah. they'll, they'll they'll get so annoyed that they'll just give up. Yep. Damn. Twitter and Insta, weird places, weird communities. <sighs> yeah. I. Oh my gosh. One one day they'll both be abolished, and and I can finally rest. <laughs> Same here. We'll we'll just end end that. I want to end the episode by asking you. Like, what would be the, like, the weirdest, or, like, this is all hypothetical, by the way, so we're not coming at people, because this is all fictional. What do you think would be the worst, like, Spider-Man thing to make a, like, to make a fun film about? Or the worst comic book thing to make a fun film about? Or the weirdest? Uh, 
Shall I go first? I got yeah, one. Go for it. Remaking the Nicholas Hammond show. <laughs> Dang, you said that would be the weirdest thing to ever happen. That would be so weird. Someone's like, oh yeah, I want 50, 60K to make my Nicholas Hammond comic book accurate fan film that about w- Spider-Man. Oh my God, I would literally just die of laughter at that point. Oh, oh my God. goodness. I, I think it would be weird to do like something like Gavin's doing. But instead well, of like Spider-Man Lotus, like where he's adapting the boy who, uh, the boy, uh, yeah, the kid who, collects the kid who uh, yeah, the kid who collects Spider-Man or the, uh, or, uh, Spider-Man Blue, they adapted like since past in one more day. Yo, I was, I, I was going to say this, yeah, me and my friends had a joke where we had like a funny joke in our group chat where I'm like, they're like, Adil, you should, you should make a fun film about the worst Spider-Man comic books. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, how about Sin's Past and Clone Saga? They're much better. Oh, better Clone Saga comparison. would be a nightmare to do. But, like, if you were getting crowdfunding for Clone Saga, you probably wouldn't even get funding because it's a heavily CGI movie. Oh, my gosh, man. Just yeah. nothing but nothing but millions of Noahs over, all over the place. There's <laughs> a bunch of... Just yeah, green like, screen. It would be like certain fun films we watched where the actors aren't even in the same room and they're doing action scenes on the green screen. Oh my gosh, you could tell they're in different because they, their arms like punch and they'd go literally off the yeah, screen. Yeah, punching off the screen and stuff. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> would you know it's like that would be hilarious. He's just like punching like just everyone. He's like, he has to mock getting hit in the face. He's like, Damn, man. oh my gosh, that'd be. That'd be hilarious. would be weird. Yeah, I think one more day would be the weirdest. But um, I'm honestly tempted. Imagine starting a go like a crowd raiser to adapt one more day. Do the adapt one more day. Jesus, I I wonder how much you would make. Just, exactly. Just, just be Should passionate about it. See what happens. Literally, just be passionate. Just be like, yo, I literally love the story of one more day so much. I'm so passionate about it. Um, um, please. Please, please give me money. Please let me. No, I'm going to get so much hate if I did that. But if I just went honest with them, like, yo, let's, let's see if we could adapt one more day and I have to adapt it. And I make it so that the money is fixed instead of flexible. So they keep their money if I don't make my, you know, how much yeah. I want. Right. And I, I think that would work because, uh, you know, if I actually make that money, then I would have to make it one more right. day. One more day, baby. The oh, ultimate of Spider-Man. Film. movie comic book yep yeah one more day i guess 100 percent around tomatoes and win seven academy awards literally like if you don't like the film then you literally just don't understand cinema at all <laughs> yeah bro sorry bro but yeah i think that's how we're gonna end it derek you've been an honor for like my first ever guest on this thing thank you for being on the cape shit corner bro oh yes sir it was a pleasure to be here man hey let's go um, and um it was great to talk about all things spidey with you And yeah, this is Adil out. Adios, Derek. All right, see you later.